Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. MC here, and uh, we're back with fellow co-host Leah. How's it been going? It has been going pretty well. I had a very relaxing weekend. I did laser tag. That was fun. Did not win. Um, and then did nothing on Sunday. So yeah, I'm good. I am. I I had a pretty a pretty decent time. And now I'm like fully recharged to like take over and conquer the week, whatever really enthusiastic people say. Yep, my week has been interesting. I mean, We Choose You has been the theme the entire week. And uh, I took with a grain of salt, but I'm here and ready to record the episode. Hey, that's all that matters. That That joy of finally getting done with all the other stuff and then you can do the things you really enjoy. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, this uh, particular episode of MC Anime Podcast is the Dragon Ball Super Superhero Movie Review. So, we're going to dive into what the new Dragon Ball Super Movie Superhero is all about and then go from there. Yeah. I mean, so of course, you know, it's going to be spoilers. What's yeah. my what now about the movie? What's your general feels about the movie? I really liked it. I was actually surprised because I went in blind. Um, my One of my best friends is absolutely obsessed with Dragon Ball, uh, mainly because of Vegeta. So she really wanted to go see this movie. And then I laughed because the majority of the movie did not feature Goku and Vegeta. So it was really good. Uh, when I realized it was like a superhero movie, I don't know mm-hmm. why I didn't realize. I bought the tickets. I like bought the tickets, picked the seats and everything like three weeks in advance. It wasn't until we got there and I was like, oh, it's a superhero movie. Interesting. Let's see how this goes. It was really good. Yeah. Laugh with like old school DVZ. I loved it. Yeah. You know, Dragon Ball Super. Being kind of like being the background of the franchise right now, given this different movies like Bully and then now the superhero. I think it takes off with Kohan, no, Gohan being a superhero. I think it was more so like in this movie, we finally got Gohan to actually do something uh, like. Actually, yeah. fight without it being so much of a freaking like battle to convince him. Because if anyone saw uh, Dragon Ball Z Super, uh, just the series, everyone knows that like Gohan, who is like you know Goku's firstborn, he just doesn't fight anymore. He just wants to study and be in school. And for a while now, the fans have been really annoyed because they always talk about how he could be the most powerful Saiyan or creep like being in the universe but if he would just pick up a dumbbell but he's like "Mm, gotta read these textbooks so i like that in this movie it literally took zero effort on on behalf of really anyone but piccolo to like get going it's kind of interesting seeing the dynamic of dragon ball super with gohan not only is he introduced in the scene where he's actually doing something but it also is his own movie, which I didn't think he would get his own movie. That's what's really mind-boggling. Well, I wouldn't even say it's his own movie. I mean, in this one, 
this one was like all of your kind of OG Dragon Ball fans, um, especially Dragon Ball Z fans, like everyone I know has loved it because you got more screen time with like, especially Piccolo. You got Gohan. Mm -hmm. Um, We had the Red Ribbon Army come back. And then you get the androids back in it, Krillin, 18, all of that. And it was one of those times where really Goku and Vegeta weren't there. But they everyone put in yeah. the, like the effort and and like had to kick the butt of the villain, and you had a yeah. cell. It was a reappearance of cell. It was like Mega Cell or something like that. So I think it was a really good balance between all the secondary characters. You don't really get to see as much because Goku mm-hmm. keeps trying to ruin the multiverse. So True. yeah, that is a valid point. I would also think that you know. With the introduction of Piccolo being in a more supportive role, I personally like the Red Ribbon Army coming back. I think that just goes back to the original and how it was vital to the franchise at that time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, they were defeated once, but they came back. They're stronger now, though so you see the difference in strength and the uh, the common thread of. The the old enemy of this comes back in this other movie, but they're a lot more stronger. So you have to face an even stronger foe than the like pre movie version of them before. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it was a good way for people who maybe are also younger who haven't watched all of Dragon Ball because it's been on for decades. It's a good way for people who only know kind of the series from super kind of going forward and a little Mm -hmm. bit of the background to kind of get reintroduced to it and then they also they also did a lot of fun stuff where they would drop random lines like um calling piccolo kami repeatedly Mm -hmm. he's like i'm not kami anymore (laughs) i'm not a god trying to take over earth and kill everybody it's like if you don't, if you've never seen it or saw that arc, you would wonder why they kept calling him that. And why. Also, he didn't explain it. I like that too. They decided to not even bother explaining it, even though they brought it up several times. Um, oh, yeah. They had a character there who didn't know why he was called Kami or wasn't called Kami anymore. So <laughs> I, I liked it. I was like, oh, this is dope. It's a good, like, right in between film. Yeah. What do you think of the new androids, Gamma 1 and Gamma 2? I thought they were hilarious, honestly. I was like, at first when I was seeing it, I wasn't sure how I felt about them just because I did think it was interesting that we had androids who didn't like people. Um, if anyone remembers like androids like 16, 16 through 18, yeah. um, they all look human, uh, human-esque. But in this round, we get these more like kind of almost alien-like outer world kind of creatures. Uh, well, androids floating around, and I, I like them. I also like how one was playful and one was chill, um, and that they were ultimately still good guys, just fighting for the wrong cause. So, yeah, I like them. I thought they were really funny. Yeah. Well, also they they still match the superhero aesthetic. With the cape and the like, bright yellow and the one and two on the on the symbols on the the outfit itself. <laughs> so, like, if you really want to look at it, 
superhero aesthetics, they actually score in that area as well. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, they were created to be the new superhero. So I really didn't like the fact that they they also, yeah. uh, again, they don't explain, they didn't explain, they didn't, like, over-explain stuff. So, like, when um, Gambit 1 uh, appears to Piccolo, Gambit 1 or 2, 2 maybe? He appears to Piccolo and they start fighting. Two. Yeah, Gambit yeah. 2. And then he's, as he's hitting him, we're seeing what you see in the manga, you know, like when someone gets hit, it's like the bam, plow, boom. And it's like the old school comic book, um, like manga sound effect. But Piccolo was like, why can't I see you punching me? Like, why can't I see your sound effects? And he doesn't explain it. It just keeps punching him in the face. I love that. <laughs> I love that and so the, much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the part where Piccolo gets defeated and then Gamma 2 goes back to the base of the Red Ribbon Army, and then Piccolo follows along and follows and sees that the Red Ribbon Army is back. It really does set up the movie more. It really did. And I was just like, I, I think what I enjoyed about this one is like, you did get the full fun that uh, Dragon Ball, you know, is yep. kind of known for when it comes to fighting storylines. Um, where you're just like, what are you doing? Why are you guys doing that? You guys are stupid, but you're also saving the day. So it it was it was really fun to see both the villain side and um yeah. the like our hero side, uh, both be kind of flushed out and both sides mm-hmm. to be pretty funny and not one dimensional. Because they could have made the villains really one dimensional. That's the that I think that was my only thing I didn't like that much about the Red Ribbon Army, um, the original one. Where it was just like, no. we're just evil. <laughs> we are just evil. We are here to kill. Oh, That's wow. it. True. What do you think of Hito and uh, Magenta coming back as well? Um, I was surprised uh, by both. I I think I I really liked Hito. I I like that they they spent more time um showing like his tomfoolery, but like that he's still a kid and all of that. Uh. Yeah. Magenta was Magenta was fine, but yeah, I like Doctor Hito. I I also was just like, why did you create another cell? Like, you knew this was a stupid idea, and you knew they were evil. Why are you? Why would you do this? So, um, but I think that the way they did his character arc was interesting, yeah. rather than it, it ending up like how his normal family is, he people just get destroyed. So, also bringing back Cell in the form of Cell Max is kind of like. Interesting, because it's a different version. Totally, it's interesting at least. It was it was strange because I wasn't sure at first. Um, and they they that part they at least did explain, so you knew it was going to be a problem. But the fact that they said that you know his body had been created and that he was definitely stronger than his original form or like the original cell, um, or so at his like top form. But he didn't have the intelligence and brain made yet. Like that still was gonna take a lot of time. Um, so when it got when, you know, Mega Cell or Max Cell got unleashed, it was just raw power. And that kind of gave me Broly vibes, if anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, it gave me pure like, oh, we're having like another Broly situation where it's just the overpowered monster beating the crap out of everyone. Pretty much. You know, you know, we have the original cell. He's he's red instead of green, glowing y- yellow. 
And I don't know. It's like the body doesn't appear until he actually powers up. And then he also has the glow and uses the Kai attacks. I mean, I'm really impressed with the improved version just because it's like more characterization to the original cell, but it's a totally different cell. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? No, it makes total sense. I mean, like, I mean, I, I really liked this cell. I think I also liked the transformations that we got to see with everyone as yeah. they as they continued fighting. Um, I also think that the changes in color also helped make it feel kind of fresh and new because it was stuff that you hadn't really seen before. Um, yeah, so you just paid more attention. True. But his personality is also a result of being prematurely activated by Magenta as well. That's why Cell Max kind of bees mindless and goes berserk, like a berserker type. Well, I mean, he was already going to be berserker, I think, regardless until he got his brain put into him. Um, The the fact that Magenta just felt the ultimate need to, like, unleash him, was it was a little confusing because I got annoyed at the fact that he had already been told that, um, like, you know, this Max Cell or whatever, didn't have uh, the the intelligence to stop. Like, if we unleash him, we probably won't be able to stop him uh, or we won't be able to control him. And he still was like, don't care, don't like losing, and hit the button. And I didn't get it. I was like, it, it, you know, it would have made more sense if he did it um, while Dr. Hito was trying to stop him. And then yeah. after he, like, he yelled it out and it was too late and he had already pressed the button. But I was like, you know, you can't stop this thing, and it's probably going to destroy the Earth. It just did not seem worth it. Uh, but then again, you know, corrupt power and all that. Yeah, I think having like an accidental activation would probably have been better. This just, no, just randomly think... activating it without no conflict. Well, I mean, there was conflict. I, like, it had gotten down to the point where uh the androids so gamma one and two um and dr hito like everyone has stopped fighting basically at that point and become friends so by the time like krillin and them showed up um it was like they didn't have to keep fighting so i think he realized if that if he didn't do something everyone with extreme strength and intelligence was going to try and get him so that kind of makes sense but yeah it it was just weird that he knew it wasn't going to end well, and he still went full force yeah. in that direction. You bringing up Doctor Hito and having a sh- a conflict over deactivating the project would probably have been a better storyline. Just you know, maybe Hito realizes like well, we're all friends; there's no need to have this. And then you know, Magenta's in the background trying to stop him, and then they activate it. Yeah, because that you know, Doctor Hito coming in when he was trying to do it. And they're having an argument, and then he does it, could have worked too. Yeah, I mean, I like that they, they did have their own little fighting moment. I thought that that yeah. was cool. Um, and so it was basically everybody fighting on some level. But I did think it was strange that that it, that's how they decided to activate him. And I think that was the only weak part of the story where you were like, seriously? But then again, it's Dragon Ball. These everything yeah. is unbelievable. <laughs> everything is unbelievable yeah. uh, within this show, but it's still it's still really well loved. And I mean, everyone who was in the theater with me because the theater was filled out. Like my theater, I went on a Friday night, and it was packed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
everybody was in their seats, popcorn at the ready, you know, laughing and like reacting to the actual film, which was really cool. So if anyone out there is able to go see it in theaters and feels comfortable doing it, I would say do that because uh, it's really fun to be around anime fans when something cool happens. Because like some people get real, real excited and other people are like, ooh, like (laughs) it's so many different levels of excitement that kind of go over the crowd. Um, And especially during that, like the infight with Gohan. Um, yeah, and his transformations coming through—that was cool. And another and then, yeah, thing, Ninja already knew that the data was incomplete. He couldn't decipher the Doctor Jiro's data. So, I don't know. Unleashing a failed project doesn't seem as a good plot device. I mean, yes, there's always incomplete transformations. But let's use the the user error, not the person unleashing an incomplete weapon. Yeah, and I I mean it wasn't even that it was like a failed product. It was just that yeah. Doctor, you know, it had already been explained that the the all the data that had been used to give Cell his intelligence and make him this ultimate weapon and machine wasn't as simple as just making his body. He was like, yeah. so I have to take more time to go through my grandfather's uh, like calculations and all of that. And then I can add that in, but it's going to take some time. And um, we already had gotten a hint that that wasn't, you know, what Magento wanted. But also at the same time, like, dude, you it, ending the world because you want your project to be done early is, is really stupid. And also I thought yeah. it was weird. I was like, if y'all didn't have Cell completely ready, why did you guys go and bother Piccolo and the rest of the Saiyans? Like, you thought that they were so strong and powerful and you know that they've beaten you before. Why don't you have all of your people on the ready? Why yeah. only have two androids? It was just strange. It True. Was a strange decision. And don't forget, we had the failsafe by Dr. Hito on the top of the head. Mm-hmm. The self-destruction, if it's damaged enough. Which that, I I was like, oh, thank God. They did basically like a Star Wars on it. <laughs> where they were like, yeah, let's get them an easy out that is like obtainable. And I was like, okay, I can work with this. That's fine. Um, But then you get stressed out because it didn't work right away. <laughs> like, he gets hit, but it didn't yeah. work. If anything, it just got bigger. Like, yeah. They made him too powerful so the damage cannot had been substantial over time in the fight. Which I mean was fine because that kind of reminded me also of the old uh Dragon Ball games as well. Where yeah. you you're like fighting an enemy and you're like, okay, cool, they're almost down. And then when you think you just just when you thought you got them, they get this weird power up and you're like, seriously? Come on. <laughs> just, please stop. <laughs> please. If if I say please, will you stop? Yeah. Like I don't know. I think it's funny that it took Gohan, Super Saiyan, Trunks, Goten, the Unleashed uh, Piccolo, 18 Android, Krillin, Gamma, and Gamma 2, just to be able to fight it. <laughs> but again, I mean, I think that we're not taking into account the fact that, like, usually when we get an enemy that big and bad, we have Goku and Vegeta there. So it's not True. normally this stressful, but 
it did give all of these characters who the fans have loved through the years a chance to actually shine. Yeah. And I think also they made it that tough so you could actually see them fully fight. Like, oh my God, I the way the theater laughed and people were like, are you kidding me? When um, Gohan was like, Piccolo, why don't you just get big? Like that one time when you were Kami and he was like, I did what? And I, and I was like, oh my God, that's right. He can grow large. And he was like, I forgot I could do that. I'm like, we forgot you could do that. But also, how are you forgetting? It's your body. <laughs> everyone was like, what? What do you mean you forgot? Oh my God, we're out here fighting with our tiny hands and you could have at least pinned him down. Seriously, Piccolo? <laughs> oh, that, was, that was hilarious. Yeah. That was so funny to me. I I I honestly think that part is like you forget your power and then the audience forgets the power as well but at the same time it's like huh we forget you forget and then it's all back back into this movie yeah which uh, I guess going back and doing like old continuity of old canon is great cuz it realigns your interest in the movie once you hear it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, again, it's one of those things where they did it just enough. Like, when Gohan said yeah. it, and Piccolo was like, what? They they, they showed the original like uh, episode where he does it, and people are like, oh, yeah, that's right. He really can get big. This is another thing that we, we all forgot this together. Even the characters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everybody was like, oh, yeah. And um, I, I like that. And, you know, if you haven't seen, um, like, just Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z and you just saw Super, it gives you something to kind of go back and look for um, mm-hmm. and watch through because then you can see these character arcs who these might also just be characters you'd never pay that much attention to if you just hopped yeah. into Super. Yeah. True. I also like the part where... Gohan and Piccolo realized that Piccolo held him in place. Gohan Beach was actually able to do damage to Cell Max. And then they were like at the end contemplating if Goku and Vegeta would have been able to do the same as what they just did. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's natural for them to wonder what would Goku and Vegeta have done. Um, yeah. But they weren't there. They weren't there for the stupidest reason. Like the stupidest, funniest reason to me. The most Dragon Ball reason to not show up to a big boss battle fight on Earth is because you're having a stupid sparring match on another planet. And the the phone device to, like, be able to contact you does contact you, but you threw a bucket of ice cream on top of it. (laughs) I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that's very, this is very Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it it was so funny. But, I mean, honestly, I think probably what would have ended up happening... I said this to my friend. I was like, don't be honest. Knowing Goku, he would have gave the freaking Mega Cell the goddamn suit to me. Just done it all over again. <laughs> oh, Gohan's like oh. holding his arm like, father! And he's like, okay, maybe this time it'll be better. And it's like, no! Stop helping the enemy. Why do you do this, Goku? Cut it out. <laughs> freaking menace to society, dude. Seriously. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh. And then we had like authors and guidebooks. Cell Max completed. 
even Brawley would be unable to defeat him. However, due to the early activation, he became an uncontrollable monster. That's kind of interesting to see. I mean, it's really hard for me to believe that someone couldn't be stopped by Broly, but that's insane. I mean, I mean, this is by the authors and guidebooks. So, I guess the authors, either the movie or the franchise confirmed it, because directors and authors do have that creative freedom to mm-hmm. put their insight into the canon logic, especially the guidebook, since the guidebook is usually the main measure of power in Dragon Ball, give or take. But even if the author's uh, guidebook is telling that if he was completed, he would be more powerful, but then they actually have a cop-out saying that, oh, because he's not, because he, he's early activated, he didn't reach his full potential. So. I mean, I'm not arguing with him. Not even a little bit. He probably does yeah. have the ability to take out Broly. Um, it, yeah, it's definitely a cop-out to say like, oh, he probably, he definitely would have beat him up, but too bad. And I'm like, you made this script. <laughs> like, you decided to do it this way. Um, yeah. But I, again, I also think that it was probably one of those situations where they were like, let's not do another, you know, the original Broly movie is yeah. literally just Broly going through the universe and just handing people their L's. He is beating down and killing like every fighter that, who goes up against him. So I think this is one of those situations where they were like, we could ruin everybody's day <laughs> or we could just chill. And make a, yeah. a strong monster creature. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. And also, I like that this was one of those few times where we actually had, like, more of a monster to fight. Uh, rather yeah. than it being this hyper-intelligent, like, superhuman creature. Like, I, I appreciate that. Because we always have to deal with Cell, Frieza, uh, Frieza's brother, whose name I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah, but you we always whiz uh Beerus. <laughs> like we always have to deal with very strong but also very intelligent opponents and it was cool to see them just just do like regular fighting. True. You know, it is kind of rare opportunity where the fighting is like for to a, to a degree where it's actually worth the fight and it's not too long. It's actually spaced it's its pacing is actually well done. Oh, yeah. I mean, we... like it, was it was like they understood the medium, they had the movie, and they slowly, you know, got the introduce and the fight scenes and the background of Cell Max and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they definitely understood what needed to be done in order for the film to be good. Um, yeah. And that was not try and pack in too much fighting. Um, and also not really kill off any characters either. Like they didn't write themselves into a weird corner where they like killed off a character and we now have to wonder like, oh, is that it for them or what? Um, and also we got to see some some progressions in the way the lore of DBZ is going to continue now. Like for instance, mm-hmm. my favorite thing is knowing what's going on with the Dragon Balls and it's just Bulma 
consistently collecting them to get minor plastic surgery. I love that. I love that so much. I laughed so hard because I was like, what do you mean she's collecting them? I was like, it makes sense she's collecting them in case there's like an event. But no, she was collecting them so she could get plastic surgery done quick, fast, and easy. And I was like, look at us. Look at where we are. But like plastic surgery in Dragon Ball should be easy. For her, yes, but that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. For her to be the richest and arguably like the most powerful like person in the world because of her family's company, to decide that she is going to spend her resources hunting down the Dragon Balls just to get magical plastic surgery is incredible. I know. Like, and it also, she really but it was too Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was so dumb. Like, I was like. To. Because if she wanted to, she can do funding for, I don't know, Bell Max if she wanted to do that. But she's collecting Dragon Balls. Yeah, she she was so funny to me. And, of course, always coming in clutch, always helping out. Um, I Yeah, I just thought the movie was really well crafted. And then they repeat, like, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, who's the other Namek that Piccolo went to go see? Um, who like you know poured the liquid on top of uh the dragon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love that he was like, "Oh yeah, dude, I can totally modify this great magical dragon." That when we started this show, it was like, "Oh my god, Shinron, the greatest, like the greatest ever," and now it's like, "Yeah, we can just modify Shinron, like he's our he's our familiar." in a video game they're like yeah we just switched it so you know remember when he could give you just one wish and then i made it so he can give you three well now i'll make it so that he can unlock your your latent potential your hidden skills and i'm like what do you mean we're we are so bougie in this universe now i was like they yeah. introduced dbz to the multiverse and they said all of this small stuff is no problem that was so funny mm. Yeah, I think you have a strong point there. Because the way Dragon Ball usually sells the audience is through crazy plot lines and, you know, somewhat simple ideas on paper, but actually more convincing because they believe what they're doing for, like, a very petty reason. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in its full essence, like what you see or would expect when someone says that they watch anime. Um, it's like the blueprint for a lot of shows and the inspiration for a lot of shows. I just thought it was very funny that the things that normally would require uh, a whole saga, a whole story arc beforehand now are things that like... <laughs> Quick and easy, like go, like shopping off a shopping list. Like Piccolo being like, all right, let me get the Dragon Balls. Let me stop here. Let me stop there. And then I'll sneak back into the Red Ribbon Army. And I was just like, okay, well, if all those were the easy things that he was able to do before he even snuck back in, what is it that is going to be the big issue or the big problem? And then we got to see it with Cell. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because they uh, kind of essence of like, Mewtwo-ish in his huge introduction and then the accident instead of intelligence is just 
a berserker body without intelligence, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think the only, like, again, it still gave me a lot of Broly vibes, uh, but a Broly that was more beatable. Um, just yeah. for the simple fact that they created, like, a big old turn-off button on the top of his head. Yeah. I was like, this is the first time ever I've seen someone do that. Because I think it was with the with Androids, like, 16 through 8, yeah, 16 through 18, they all had that uh, remote control that would, like, shut them down or blow them up. Yeah. Or they had, like, a self-destruct button. Um, That was, like, a big thing when they had their mm-hmm. story art to try and get. But for his to be, like, literally on his body, it's like, yeah, just just hit him there. Like, whack him all. And then, yeah. and then he headbutted him. I think he got headbutted. And he used to wait. Yeah. Super whack a mole. I love it. It did whack a mole and the superhero stero. Yeah, because it um I don't I I just started watching this show, but it um it's called Solar Opposite. So if anyone's seen Rick and Morty, it's the same creator. But there's a one scene where like they're trying to blow something up, and the guy's like, "Okay, well I'll hit the button, and it'll give me enough time to run away." And for some reason, some other dude decides to sacrifice himself. And wait to the last minute before he runs away. That's kind of what reminded me in Dragon Ball Z. Because, like, when they said, oh, when you hit it, he's going to blow up. So when Gamma 2 did all of that, like, charging up and powering up and flying in the air and going down, I was like, oh, he's going to explode, like, right away. And then he did it. He fell yeah. to the ground. And then it was, like, a solid 10 seconds. And then it was like, boop. <laughs> wait a minute. Why did you could have told us that we had a few seconds to get away? We could have, because otherwise, <laughs> there was no reason for Gamma Two to kill him, like to kill himself off or sacrifice himself. Everyone thought the second you hit it, he explodes. That was not the case. They could have just beat him down, or the two, like him and his brother, could have both used half of that energy between them and then done the attack. So they still would have been able to get away. But no. He just killed my boy off. I was like, he was so happy. So full of life. <laughs> and then they just Thanos snapped his body into dust. I was like, Jesus Christ. I, I'm sorry. So yes, they did kill one person, but it was an android. Yeah. And my boy, so dirty. So dirty. Oh and my then, God. Yeah, ashes to ashes. Rest in peace. Like, I don't know why it took that team up in the way it worked, but actually work in the way it did in the movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a little strange. It's not common in Dragon Ball to, for that to happen. Mm. So I was a little confused because I was like, okay, he's doing all of this. Um, and it still didn't work. But also in my brain, I was just like, wouldn't, you know, um, uh, Dr. Hito, wouldn't he know how much force is required to break through the top of his shell? Like, maybe he could have told his creation, BC Dubs, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to happen. But you know what? Maybe he was already, oh, no, he do, uh, Dr. Head was already unconscious during that point. So I take it back. Yeah. He had gotten knocked out. Poor thing. True. Poor little evil genius. But yeah, you know, we have, you know, maybe not anti climactic but at least a fitting ending. Oh, no, I thought the ending was just right. Again, like, um, luckily, this movie, I think the reason it works is because it had enough wonderful elements and like iconic elements from Super and just from Dragon Ball yeah. in general from over the years that is recognizable to all types of fans of the show. 
Um, yeah. And then they gave us something new. But then also on the other hand, uh, we got to get like a little bit of a breather from Goku and Vegeta. So the stakes are high, but they weren't like a tournament, universe tournament, whatever it was called, tournament of the universe, whatever. Um, It wasn't like that type of stakes where you were like, oh, we lose, everybody gone. (laughs) Like everybody is gone. And this one, it was more so like, if we lose, this would kind of suck. But it was, it was just, it was, it was all kind of self-contained. So I really like that. And, you know, I think... With the timing of the movie, you had enough action to suffice the audience, but you also didn't have, like, drawn-out fight scenes that took, what, 15 episodes, give or take, in a couple of the seasons, which is longer than a movie? I mean, yes, but also, I'm gonna need us Dragon Ball fans to let it go. Like, everyone who watches Dragon Ball knows you're gonna be here a while, (laughs) so... You might as well buckle up. I think this movie, I think that's why people like the movies, because you can kind of get through all of that really quick. But uh, we we know that's just how the story goes. They got to get one charge up to last, like, three episodes. Yeah, I do feel that. Yeah. No, but overall, I really like the film. And then I am, I, uh, I also like the end credit scene that they had. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. And of course, my friend who like absolutely loves Vegeta was like losing her mind. She was like, "Finally, <laughs> vindication!" And I was like, "Girl, I love him too, but this, uh, you know what? We'll give it to him. He won. Like, he finally won a fight against yeah. Goku." Yeah. And I was also, like, "Okay." One new thing I just realized: Goten and Trunks did the Goten's, uh, Goten's. Uh, fusion dance. Yeah, they botched it, but still yep. able to crack Cell Max's head, skull. So <laughs> even when you mess up, you succeed, right? You know what? Yeah, because I was sitting there in the theaters and I was like, "These freaking idiots!" Like I was so upset. I was like, "Not them trying to do something and failing, and now we have to deal with this problem." And I was like, "Oh, never mind. They're still able to fight. Take back what I said." These old boys. <laughs> Because when they first did it, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, great. Now they're not going to really be able to fight and they're just going to be in the way. But no, they they were perfectly useful. Except for when they were yeah. trying to go back in. And um, everybody was like, can you stop? Can y'all please like stop what you're doing right now? But yeah, what do you think of Gohan Beast? Um, I think he looked ridiculous. What, the like white? He looked. Yeah, no, it was the hair length. It was the yeah. It was it was as bad as oh, what form of Super Saiyan is it? It's the one where Goku basically has like a golden mane that's like yeah. all, all the, yeah, and it's just like Jesus Christ, bro! Like why? It's it it was so distracting and it made me so annoyed because I was like, look, I was somehow I was able to take everything out seriously, whether it was orange. Piccolo, which he also just named it Orange Piccolo. Um, I was fine with uh, Gotenks, you know, pop it up. I was fine with all of it until he did his transformation and his hair was so long. It looked like you took the top of a pineapple and cut it off and like the point sticky part. I'm just like, why is it so long? And his, uh, Orange Piccolo to motivate Gohan. 
Kohan, listen closely. He has the potential to become the most powerful being on Earth. You need to believe in yourself. Unleash that power. It's do or die time, so draw all your strength and use it to protect your world and everyone in it. Of yeah, course, took was a to to say that. Literally, I was in the theater and I was like, what a good dad. You know, a great father. <laughs> a wonderful father. It, that's, that's literally what I was saying the whole film. Like, literally the whole movie, I was like, I just love this father-son movie. I love seeing my boys come together. Because I was like, this is not what Goku would be saying. This is, this is not it at all. Goku would toss a sensu beam to the enemy and be like, yeah, punch my son in the face again. I need him to figure it out. Anyway, I'm all like, I'm going to go die. And it's just, oh. Yeah, it's like, like, we're putting your trust in our hands. Just do it. Unreveal your final form. Yeah, and like, I I love that. He gave him the full speech. He told him exactly what to do. And it did remind me of like the OG series because I was just like, oh, I remember when Piccolo used to trade him. He was so much meaner then, but he was still like concerned about him. I was like, oh, I love this. I love it so much. And I now was scared we finally have Gohan die. Beast. Yeah. And now we have Gohan Beast revealed. Would that still stay canon in the storyline? Or would it just be a one-off motif in the particular movie? Sure. Because they've done that before where they've like introduced a form of a character and then we never really see it again or they just make something that's a bit cooler so they never go back to that. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. I have no idea. I mean, literally, quote, this is the last form of Gohan, so I can't imagine there's a form after that. Well, I mean, no. If they say it's his last form, I'm going to assume that's it. But I do wonder if they're going to have another, you know, if when they have their next arc for Dragon Ball, like, what they're going yeah. to do. Because yeah. I know Cause they, they could Broly, I know Broly was canon and Dragon Ball Super as well. So there's like different elements that were, you know, a nod that the movie existed and stuff like that. So this could be done here. But, you know, not every movie has to acknowledge the actual original series, you know, episodic content of the movie. I don't know. I feel like they will keep it in and they'll keep it as something that's canon. Like, there's no real yeah. reason to get rid of it. If this isn't GT, you know? Like they, they didn't make like a major mistake in the in the writing or pacing of the story and make themselves into like a position everyone hated. So I don't think that they're yeah. going to, you know, take it out or pretend like it never happened. That would be just really strange. Yeah. I don't know. Potential unleash unique to Gohan, so that's Gohan Beast. I don't know. I I really well impress um with the movie. I think it did what people wanted, and it's gonna it's gonna drive sales. Maybe not as big as Broly, but definitely still a contender. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. My only my only gripe would be that like I really didn't know this film was coming out. Um, so I didn't really see much promotion for it. Um, not really in any of the channels I'm on. Uh, or or normally I at least see like a YouTube trailer or something but none of that like it was like my friend told me it was coming out um over the summer 
And that was about it. I think even at the theaters, yeah, like we watched it in IMAX and it's cool that they have it in both dub and sub. But there were any like of the, you know, like the lobby posters and cutouts and stuff for the movies. So I don't think that there was enough promotional for it to get it to where well, I mean, was, I knew like, it was coming out. Uh, I did at one point say, hmm, I did see commercials for it. Um, mostly YouTube. Kind of, it was like big on YouTube. Not like the trailer, but it was like the promotional for the movie on YouTube ads. No, and I also thinking. I looked at like whatever movie I was looking at, at the time, and I did see that Dragon Ball was like the next anime movie coming out. So, but that was like probably months ago. I did yeah. look at a list of anime uh, premiering in the United States, but actually because I was curious. So, but yeah, this is uh. What we think of Dragon Ball Super Superhero, it definitely had the potential to not only be the movie that we did not expect to get, but more characterization for secondary characters. So I give it, you know, a solid 8 out of 10. Yes, fresher content and Attention to the Dragon Ball Super franchise. I don't have any complaints. How about you? No, I would say 8 out of 10. I do feel like there were some parts of the story that could have been tightened up. But, I mean, there was still a lot going on. It was a really fun experience. I didn't feel lost about what was going on at all. So, yeah, I would give it an 8 out of 10. And I probably, I'd probably even give it a 9. Um as a non-critical like DVZ fan, I think the, mm. the the fact that they were able to create still a really fun storyline and prove that Dragon Ball is a lot of fun, even when you don't have Goku there the entire time, yeah. dead or alive, um, is really important to the to the show and to like all the characters that they've created over the years. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it like an eight point five out of ten. But yeah. This concludes this particular review for the Dragon Ball Super Superhero. And uh, you can attend this particular podcast where you find podcasts near you. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can follow us along on our official website as well, mcanimepodcast.com. And be part of the Patreon community where you'll be given special access to original content, behind the scenes, appear in an episode, be a guest, commit to, you know, the polling session for different cover art to be aired and other features. Thank you so much and enjoy. Yeah. See you guys. Bye.